1: Well, as I was thinking about our time together today, I came up with this visual metaphor in response to your question. So tell me if, and see if you agree. So the so the dominant cells we would call the primary cells. So if like my hand represents um, the the primary cells. So in regular language, it would be like okay, that's just me, and we would say those are our our primary cells, like maybe um, responsible, a good family member. Um, that kind of thing, uh, a, a professional. So when we want something, we might want something with these cells. Like I want a promotion. And then we run up against problems because we're like, but, but we're doing everything right. We're using our usual strategies. Well, what we find is that we actually have a whole s- another hand. We have a whole nother set of cells that are disowned and they were disowned early for different reasons, uh, and Everyone's different, but there's societal pressures. So maybe the disowned is like anger, maybe even envy, maybe even what we call golden selves, like uh, visionaries. A lot of people have golden assets in their shadow selves they don't have access to strengths and wisdom that they need to move ahead. And that's part of the block. They're afraid to go to their angry self. Now, angry in its full force can be destructive, but angry in a shorter little bit of force is assertiveness. It's daring to put your idea out. So part of what we'll do is say, okay, we'll identify what are some of your primary cells, doing this in reverse, what are some of your... Disown or hidden cells and then AJ this is what occurred to me so this is the human condition right and we we think we're one hand and then woo, we find out we're two which is extraordinary but the whole thing takes place in oneness and that's where you come in
2: the seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras. And now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. Kumar.
3: Hey everyone, if you're joining right now, uh, welcome to today's session. Uh, make sure that you give us a like, give us a heart, or maybe add a comment below, depending on what platform you're watching this on, whether it's on Facebook, and we're also streaming this on YouTube as well. So, welcome to this session. And uh, on today's episode of My Seven Chakras, uh, you know, apart from having a long format interview like we usually do. We're going to be talking about an amazing transformational workshop that me and my guest Bridget Dengel-Gaspard, who I'm going to introduce in a bit, are organizing. Now the name of this workshop, Shift Your Identity, Change Your Life, Activate Your Essence Through the Alchemy of Voice Dialogue and Yogic Breathwork. And this event is happening on June 20th at 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern. This by far, and you'll get to know what this is all about, but this is by far our most powerful and alchemical workshop that we've done so far, blending the power of acting, archetypes, inner selves, voice dialogue, and embodying these energies into our essence with the power of yoga, pranayama, breath work. If you're in a hurry and you'd like to see what we're talking about, then we have a link at my7chakras.com forward slash identity. my7chakras.com forward slash identity. And just for the background, many of you know that just about a month back, we did another workshop and that was on Ayurveda. We had 40 people sign up and even after that, We had many inquiries from people who wanted to attend that workshop, but I I kept telling people that we do these sessions live, which is why I'm so excited to share this with you and introduce all of you to our guest as well, Brigitte Dengel-Gaspard. So welcome, Brigitte.
1: It's wonderful to be here. And I'm very excited because I do this work called voice dialogue that you talked about where we talk. To different parts of ourselves and how to access them and often it shows up when we're stuck which is why I talk about the final eighth like we get seven eighths of the way there and then we are mysteriously stalled and a little known truth is that we think we want our goals with every fiber of our being but what we find out is that not all of us wants what we think we want and Those parts have wisdom. I think that's what I'm so excited about our workshop is that this is about really listening to these different parts. Even if they're difficult in our life, they are doing something protective, something from their point of view that needs to be addressed. So they're not the enemy. They're just potentially painful. But it's the attitude of openness, which I know is completely in alignment with the work that you do, too so we're putting it all together today and inviting people so if you have any questions please let us we are here to answer them
3: mm-hmm. amazing so if somebody's watching this live or maybe watching this as a replay then make sure that you let us know before you know in the comments because even if you know we notice your comments later on we can always answer them especially if you are you know interested in attending this workshop Uh, But Brigitte, for someone who doesn't know you yet, can you tell them a little bit about you and your background?
1: So I'm a former performer, which so I did comedy, regular acting, improv, and in fact, a million years ago, I developed the first cyber sit-dot comedy called Mudders, and it was about a New York single mother who went to Florida and became a monster truck champion, and it was a lot of fun. And so it was in that era that I read about this technique called voice dialogue, and it was developed by the doctors Hal and Sidra Stone. And I just thought, this is amazing. And I liked it as a creative person because I know we're, we are filled with different selves. You can be the tough guy. You can be sexy Sally, you know, and it's, it's fun. And they're all, many of them, archetypal energies. They're part of the human experience. So I hunted them down and I got some voice dialogue sessions because I knew it would be good creatively. And frankly, I think there's health in creativity. If you're expressing yourself creatively, whatever that is for you, that's a healthy thing to do. So I just think um, the energy of creativity is often uh, healthy. So that, but what I discovered is that it's so much bigger than just exploring characters and that's that. And it's so healing. I watched people transform so quickly when they went to different parts of themselves and realized on a physiological level, also a psyche level that there's so much more that they think they are. It was mind blowing. So I literally changed my career. I went back to school. I went to Columbia university, got my master's in social work and became a psychotherapist and got all kinds of training in clinical work and expertise and so then I put it all together. So now I can bring the creative aspects and doing wonderful things we learn in improv, the yes and philosophy. You know about the yes and philosophy. Maybe I should explain it for the viewers.
3: I know of the game. I've tried improv a bit, um, but maybe you can elaborate.
1: So with improv, and it goes with any game in improv, the idea is you always have to say yes and. So we, if you and I were improvisers and and um, you didn't know what I was going to say. And I said, oh, AJ, here's some uh, milk for your cookies. You have to say yes, and you can't say that's not milk. You can't negate me. You have to say mm. yes, and, and then you add to it. You can my, So if I say so, hey, AJ, here's your milk to go with your cookies. What could you say?
3: Yes, and I love this, but I also want some ice cream because I got to go to the park after this. Enjoy the sunshine, have milk, cookies, and some ice cream.
1: Can I have ice cream too? And then we just yes, Andy. Uh,
3: okay, yeah, thinking on your feet. Yes, right.
1: and not negating, you no, know, accepting reality in reality's term. Now, you because what if you didn't like milk? You could say, "Well, do you mind if I add a little chocolate sauce to the milk, or something like that?" But you have to say yes to the reality as it comes in, and then you can make decisions based on your feelings, but you don't deny reality. And I think that that's a really important skill. You cannot like what's going on, and then that empowers you to change it. But you can't, if you are denying what's going on, you're not moving forward.
3: Mm-hmm. So people who are watching this right now, listening to this right now, because I see many people are you know joining this live transmission. Make sure that you hit the share button because more people need to know this. What we're talking about on the surface of a workshop or deep down is a very powerful force that we're talking about. The same force that makes you want to go to the latest Hollywood blockbuster, booking the tickets weeks or months in advance. Why do you go to the theaters? Why do you like reading about heroes and you know superheroes or whatever that might be? It's because when you hear these stories deep down, there's an archetype that feels that sense of connection. And we have multiple sub-personalities. We've got our inner selves, which is what uh, Brigitte is going to guide us through in the workshop but you have certain archetypes sub personalities and it's a deep deep science which is why you need a veteran you need a really experienced person
0: yeah
3: uh, a coach so to speak to guide you through this process and I'll talk a little bit about how I arrived to you know wanting to do this workshop which is an interesting story right so deep down I believe that everyone listening to this podcast this episode has this goal or maybe goals or visions for themselves maybe you're turning a different chapter a new page in your life and you want to manifest that goal and maybe you've come across many different ways to achieve that goal maybe you've heard of law of attraction or some other practices that they say help you manifest and what I've come across so far is one of the keys to manifesting your goal is to feel like you already have it before you have it is to live as if you already have that goal before that physical goal manifests you know in in your life and it is basically to become the person that already has a goal you know before the physical manifestation so to speak so uh, what i've also come across is that the best way to do this is to embody a new identity is to learn how to act. Somebody told me, AJ, if you wanna know how to manifest, then learn how to act. So I went down the rabbit hole to understand what is acting, why acting. I read about you know actors like Daniel Day Lewis, Joaquin Phoenix, Heath Ledger, and the fact that they used to go so down into their acting practice using method acting or some other acting that sometimes they would forget their own selves as well because they were so deep in character. And so you know it's that's how in the astral sense i came closer and closer to our workshop with brigitte so what are your thoughts brigitte on these actors who embody the character so deep that they sometimes forget who they are or were
1: yeah and and it happens and it's like it's the journey of the artist but what's dangerous for many is if you can't come back and You need to be able to come back because you've got a life to live. You've got a family to love. You've got other obligations and desires. And so voice dialogue is a great method where you can go as deeply as you want or as you're able to, and it's a gift. But I think a lot of times that's where people run into trouble and our wonderful actors and actresses that we love and admire often struggle with drug dependence and other things because they don't have a safe way to come back where they can go into the wilds of psyche, bring out these parts. As you say, you'll wait six weeks buying the ticket in advance because you want to resonate with that hero's journey, but you, the ticket buyer, then you can go home. You've kind of got the uh, way out because this movie ends. It helps you wrap it up. So then you can leave the movie theater, get home the way you usually get home. But, With actors, they've really got to be able to come back to center. And that's what voice dialogue really um, is, I think, why it's such a safe and very powerful method. And frankly, as we talked about in that conversation where it's like, maybe we should do this together. I think the same goes with professional athletes where they have to embody parts of their warriors, where they literally some sports actually kind of support, even if they don't do it technically violence upon the other and so if you don't drop be able to drop those personas that's why you hear about domestic violence arrests and things like that because again you want to lead with these parts they're required to make the money and the moves but then how do you come back because as you said about the human condition and the archetypes which is wonderful we have a killer and we have a lover and you can't just lead with them all. If if you only lead with your lover, you'll be taken advantage of. You won't be con- t- treated seriously in the world. But if you only lead with your killer, you'll just be annihilating everyone around you and no one will want to work with you. So your power is actually in the vulnerability of what you feel in your body, just like you said. And then the the Fluidity is where the real strength is. The ability to say, I could access my killer if I need to. I am choosing to hold off right now. That kind of thing. And that's, I think, we're going to really get into that in the workshop too. Because I think people are also less nervous about going into a self when they know they can come back. I think a lot of people are afraid to explore because they're like, I don't know if I can come back. And then in a way, it's proper caution. Like if you're not sure you're going to come back, maybe you, you want to check it out and think about it a little bit. But we uh, help you enter and we help you exit. And I think that's very important.
3: That's amazing. So Action Drive, I hope you're listening to this because this is very powerful stuff, right? If you really sink your mind into what is being discussed right now, you would realize and you maybe you've heard that quote as well, you don't attract what you do you attract who you are right so who you are is speaking louder than what your words are saying so to speak and there's this case study that was done i think recently where they studied people who won the lottery Right? so they won million dollars maybe more and what they notice is in many incidences within a few years these people end up losing or giving away or whatever squandering all the money that they won uh, so what's happening over here
1: What's wrong? From the
3: lens of wise dialogue. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, often I've, some of those studies, they're heartbreaking. Not only do they lose the money, they go into debt. And sometimes there's even suicide. And I'll tell you what's going on. It goes back to you think you want what you want with every fiber of your being. And I agree that the power of attraction and imagining the, Goal that you want in advance, but if but you have to include the parts that don't want it, and not that you have to imagine them, but if you haven't gotten in touch, say, with the destructive parts of yourself or the saboteurs, and those are parts that are loyal to your core negative beliefs, so even if you win 10 million dollars and you've got all of these parts, the fun parts, and let's say even the philanthropists and the do gooders, so you give two million of away, away, you help tons of people, you get your family members completely debt free. You do, even if you do all these wonderful things, if you've got parts of you that think life doesn't work out and besides you're unlovable, eventually that lottery winning is gonna prove that other side right. That's the, um, the, the tug of war, the parts of you that want the amazing thing and the parts of you that simply don't believe it. And they have a distorted loyalty to early beliefs of core negativity. And the thing is, even practicing positivity, that's called in a way toxic positivity, that traps you in a bubble. And then you think you can ignore the other side, but it's going to make itself known. And I love those studies, as sad as they are, because everyone's fantasy is money is going to give them these wonderful things. They'll have the happiness and the cars. But in fact, I would say, first things first, when you win that lottery, go take some voice dialogue, take some AJ breath work, put your money where you can really expand it. Because the money represents energy, right? Right. And if you haven't dealt with the negative energies, if you fundamentally believe nothing works out, and then something works out, like you win the lottery, at a certain point, they're going to grind against each other. And this is what we're going to really focus on in our course, is like what to do. It's not double-downing on your usual strategies. We really are offering a very distinct, unique way to shift it so that you can open up.
3: So we're going to go deeper into you know, all these different uh, terms within voice dialogue for people who are watching or listening right now. If you want to learn more and if you're fascinated by this topic because you know when I first chatted with Brigitte, there was literally uh, you know electricity you know lighting because we knew deep down both of us were so aligned with uh, this topic and the need to offer this to, to people. And usually, you know, acting masterclasses and workshops are pretty expensive, but we wanted to keep it really, really affordable, especially for our early bird attendees. So if you go to my7chakras.com forward slash identity, then you can pick one of the spots. It's a four-hour workshop, hands-on workshop for $35. And you'll get the replay as well if for some reason you can't make it live, but it's happening on June 20th at 1 p.m. Pacific. Thirty-five dollars if you are an early bird member. So, uh, rigid you know, you you, you give us a lovely background and you've told us a lot about voice dialogue so far. How did you get into it, or was the story
1: synchronicity? Right, I think for me, I was reading this book for my own healing called "Healing the Shame That Binds You" by John Bradshaw, and I recommend it to any viewers and listeners. It's classic. It's decades old. John Pradshaw has since passed away, but it's an incredible book. And I was reading, and at the end, he he outlines all these, what he called alternative methods, which I have mixed feelings about that word, but there was voice dialogue. And just like you said, I read it. and was electrified. And so I really felt like I was led to it because I wasn't looking for it. And I just knew that I want to know more. And that, I think, a part of me was like, there it is. That's your healing. And I didn't know it here. It's not a brain. It wasn't a brain thing. And so I literally called the 1-800 number. Who's doing it in New York? I started to get sessions. And then I was so intrigued, I started to get trained as a facilitator. And like I said, the more I got into it, the more I wanted, And I'm so happy to share it because... There's nothing quite like it. And, and also, just for everyone, every third Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and this is every month, so everyone's welcome to return, you too, AJ. But we do a live voice dialogue learning lab that's absolutely free. So we do, we show, when someone is facilitated. I do it with my colleague, Eric Patempa. And then we do a group exercise. So, anyone who is also going to join or considering joining, by that time we might be sold out. But come, come to the third Thursday because it happens before the 20th. Um, I think the third Thursday of this week is the 17th or something. So, if just come, see what it's like, and it's amazing. So, that's always there. And we make sure that people who watch also get some healing because. We make, and to the viewers now, start to make a list of your inner selfie report. Just bullet point through the day, what parts of you are operating? Start to notice. And one of my favorite ways of thinking about it is when the alarm clock rings at 5.30 in the morning, waking you from a deep sleep, what parts of you respond instantly? See, the great thing about voice dialogue is that it's based on what we do naturally. That's why it's so powerful too. We're not asking anyone to do what they don't naturally do. We're just highlighting and pulling out what happens naturally and then really magnifying its power. So like what are two or three selves that wake, that respond when that 5.30 a.m. alarm clock goes off for you, AJ?
3: Um, one is the, it, the entrepreneurial self ah. who wants to, you know, has goals, has visions and uh, wants to get something done uh, the other maybe the lazy you need some uh, self-care you know sleeping some more I, I guess those are the two main uh, does you know, the
1: diplomat things. come in and say let's do the snooze button
3: yeah yeah <laughs> in fact my snooze button is hard because I got to shake the phone like 40 times before it goes off but it's pretty determined
1: <laughs> <you know? laughs> wow yeah did you get that on purpose did you buy that on purpose to have it be so yeah, hard. So
3: that so that it's harder, yeah. But my mind is, you know, I still get need to get over that hump of um of that part winning over that does not want the snooze button, so to speak. At least based on where I am today.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. So again, I love that because everyone relates to it. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, I got it. And and we're gonna magnify that. But it's it's such a natural instinctual technique and i think that's what resonated when i read about it i'm like well this just makes complete sense and so sometimes i think about our course that we're going to offer it's like a no-brainer but for the (laughs) all-brainer just for 35 dollars it's just a phenomenal offering i'm so happy to be doing this and really excited that we're going to be sharing because again both of us are such energy workers And I just think we're using language, which is, of course, important, but what we're really going to have participants partake in is this energetic experience so that it's not just intellectual. And we love our intellectual selves, but they are never the full picture, ever, ever, ever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I know a couple of people are watching right now. Make sure you let us know if you have any questions about voice dialogue or about the breathwork session that we're going to do about this workshop as a whole, or maybe you feel that there are certain specific questions about your situation. Let us know because this, like I said, is a very powerful topic and topics that we're going to explore into. Uh, And this has been written about by some of the best philosophers and thinkers of our age, including Carl Jung, um, Joseph Campbell, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: who wrote about
3: the hero's journey and based on which all these Star Wars movies are, are, are made and directed and everyone likes Star Wars. Why? Because there's some formula that is laid out in the story and all of us human beings can especially if you feel that there's something holding you back you want to turn a new page but maybe you want to start a new job new business or maybe a new relationship but something is holding you back what is holding you back that is what you're going to discover and let us know if you have any questions comments about this um, as well so uh, uh, Brigitte if you can tell us about um, our archetypes we have some dominant selves and we have some disowned selves. Maybe if you can explore that a little bit and maybe give an example of when we might have a dominant self and a disowned self and that situation is actually holding us back from going to the next level and really try, you know, going beyond the final eighth, so to speak.
1: Well, as I was thinking about our time together today, I came up with this visual metaphor in response to your question. So tell me if, and see if you agree. So the so the dominant cells, we would call the primary cells. So if like my hand represents um, the, the primary cells. So in regular language, it would be like, okay, that's just me. And we would say those are our, our primary cells, like maybe um, responsible, a good family member, uh, that kind of thing, uh, a, a professional. So when we want something, we might want something with these cells. Like I want a promotion. And then we run up against problems because we're like, but but we're doing everything right. We're using our usual strategies. Well, what we find is that we actually have a whole... another hand. We have a whole other set of selves that are disowned. And they were disowned early for different reasons. Uh, Everyone's different, but their societal pressures. So maybe the disowned is like anger, maybe even envy, maybe even what we call golden selves, like uh, visionaries. A lot of people have golden assets in their shadow selves. They don't have access to strengths and wisdom that they need to move ahead. And that's part of the block. They're afraid to go to their angry self. Now, angry in its full force can be destructive, but angry in a shorter little bit of force is assertiveness. It's daring to put your idea out. So part of what we'll do is say, okay, we'll identify what are some of your primary cells doing this in reverse? What are some of your disowned or hidden cells? And then, AJ, this is what occurred to me. So this is the human condition, right? And we, we think we're one hand, and then woo, we find out we're two, which is extraordinary. But the whole thing takes place in oneness. And that's where you come in. I realize we're going to be exploring our personal stories and and our stuck points to push them through. And then the way I'm envisioning, you're going to follow up because we're going to start with the voice dialogue and end with your Amazing breath work, then we're going to bring in the whole and it's going to literally vibrate all the work we've done in the first hour and a half. And so that the point is, and this is the wrist part, all of ourselves are related to our core essence. And that's, and then depending which selves, if we think of the wrist as relating down to our core wholeness, then which selves want to express that essence? And you want to have more conscious choice. But the essence, again, is part of our universality. And that's the image I came up with like an hour ago, AJ. I don't know what you think.
3: No, that actually is a wonderful metaphor. And that's a similar metaphor that I have as well. Um, and so, Action Tribe, if you are getting some ideas or feeling excited about this, let us know because it's true. You know there are some dominant selves that you are probably aware of and know about for the last you know couple of years, maybe ten years even. But like Brigitte mentioned, there are some that are hidden or maybe uh, disowned or you 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 uh, fail to recognize. And what we're trying to do is bring all of them in the light. Bring them to the center of your being and that's where the breath work comes into play because you're going to shine the light, the prana, the life force, and give some self-love into all these selves of yours. And then that's it. You're just going to experience the stillness, be the observer, with be the witness conscious, and then let any of these selves, based on your intuition, whatever you need, you know, to you know rise forth. Let them express themselves for the good of all concerned. Would, would I be right in saying that?
1: Yes, and you're making me think. So Dr. Hal Sidra, Dr. Hal and Dr. Sidra Stone started it. And they both are very spiritual persons. Unfortunately, Hal passed away this last spring at 93. But I'm going to be seeing Sidra in a couple of weeks. She's still in her 80s and doing this work. She calls it the... Um, like a fountain of youth because the other thing is when you are have continued to have access to your different energies you're just vibrant so they would agree with you too aj the idea being that when you're with the stillness however it is you get there people have different methods but we're going to do your amazing one in our class then it's almost like uh and it's not the right image but like a lightning strikes through your system your self system and that's also the inspiration that again gets you back on track with your own oneness essence the stillness and the way they even thought of it is just how you describe the idea that you want to be open to these i, I don't even know what it's uh Insights, but in a way, insights is too small a word. It's like the shatterings of visualizations that come in, but like breaking your heart wide open, not shattering as in destruction, but more like breaking your illusion that you're just this and now you're this.
3: Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. And that's exactly what we're going to do because I think in your workshop, and so by the way, listeners, the last workshop we did was three hours. And we had 40 attendants. So we felt that that was a little bit less time because we had so many questions after each of our workshops. So this time it's going to be four hours. So even after uh, Brigitte's uh, workshop, there's going to be adequate time for you to ask questions. And then once that gets over, we're we're going to have a short break. And then we're going to do the breath work. And the breath work is going to be in three stages. And like uh, Brigitte implied, the first stage is going to be using some comparatively stimulating energizing, heavy breathing to help you uncover the surface energetic layers of yourself, going deeper and deeper and deeper to get in touch with your essence. That's stage one. Stage two, we don't need to keep doing those heavy breathing. Then we do some very subtle, um, relaxing uh, breathing so that you can get deeper and deeper into your essence, experience the harmony, experience the balance, experience the bliss that is associated, that which is your um, you know your, your um, divine gift, so to speak, what you deserve. And then what tends to happen is when you you know unveil more and more layers of yourself, then you sort of open up to divine downloads, intuition inspiration, creativity, and just connection. You feel like you're part of everything, the whole, all the universe, the animals, the people. And in that state, I feel, you know, you are literally unstoppable, but that's not the end. We are also gonna have a nice, long, silent meditation towards the end because I feel that sometimes we tend to miss out on that, whether we're doing yoga or even breath work. That's sort of gonna be similar to the Shavasana, the corpse pose. Mm that we do in a physical yoga practice, but this is going to be like they are in a different place altogether, in a different dimension. And I think that state is going to be so conducive because now you're aware of these different selves, but then you're embodying these selves and also you're also working with your brain. You're re-imprinting your brain, letting go of fear, letting go of worry, anxieties, hesitations. And what you're imprinting is confidence, clarity, connection, joy, bliss, all of that. So that's that's sort of in a nutshell what we're going to do during these four hours.
1: And the divine gifts that come. Going back to the voice dialogue part, I love what you said. A lot of our divinity got very mixed messages when we were little. It might be that the truth we saw was not the truth a family system wanted to see. So in doing this, I'm hoping that people's relationship with these divine gifts change and so that they're less afraid or they have the courage. And like you said, now we're a community. We can't do this alone. And sometimes the parts of us that tell us, be quiet, don't say anything, they all started to protect us. They all have the noble task of protection. But they haven't been brought up to speed to the contemporary times, like now you're safe. Or now, for some people, they're just hearing this now and they're like electrified like we were when we first heard these things. I'm like, yes, this is electrifying. And and that's part of what I think the two of us working together, it's, it's this feeling like because it's divine, I should just have all the skills to, to tackle it and to share it. But often we don't. And that's another reason I'm so glad we're together because where the pragmatic ways in is vital to go to the spirit realms and the connectedness and then come back and return and come back and return. And that's what I'm also hoping people leave with. Like you need both and you can't get stuck in one or the other or then you're back to stuck.
3: That's very true. And as you were explaining this, <clears throat> Something came to my mind about why this workshop is so important and powerful, because I do these workshops with my community with breath work every week, twice in a week, right and breath work, a lot of it is about self-love because a lot of us are so craving for that self-love that we are good at giving to others. we forget to give it to our own selves, right In this workshop, it's not about self-love. I mean it's not only about self-love. But if I can put it, it's about selves' love. Because if you don't know all of your selves, then you might give yourself love, but the selves that need the love the most are still in the darkness. Right? The disowned selves, those selves don't get the love. And so now what Brigitte is going to do is really bring to light or help you identify all these sub-personalities, archetypes, alter egos, selves. And once you know all of them, then if you give them love, the wave of love, all of them get it equally. So it's not just self-love, but it's selves love.
1: And loving your fear, loving your shame, loving your envy, loving these things that are taboo, they're all part of it, as well as loving your um, great giver, your and your great lover, all of it, and that's not the easiest thing to do, but the rewards of doing it are—may I say, breathtaking? That's a pun, I think. <laughs> breathtaking, breath-giving.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, that's very, very true. And so, who would you say is the ideal person to attend one of these workshops?
1: Um. My instant response was, everybody. Um, The ideal person, though, would be someone who's stuck, knows they're stuck, and has tried things. Like, that's why I did my book, The Final Eight. The idea that it's for people who have done the work. So it's a mystery why they're stuck. And that's why, like you were saying, the disowned selves, the hidden selves, are probably the clue. Because you really have done everything. Um, but anybody who's curious, if this is like ringing a bell and you and I have both talked about that electrifying feeling, if part of you, and frankly, I love cynics and resistors. So if you're like, well, this is crap, you're the perfect person because we're going to show you, we love the part that says, this is crap. And you're going to end up loving that part. And then also realizing the opposite is also true. Whoa, this is amazing. How about you? Who do you think is a... Of, like the perfect
3: candidate for this workshop um i would agree you know in 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 what you're saying is anyone with a belly button <laughs> so to speak like <laughs> one of my friends and breathwork expert dan Brule keeps saying anyone with a belly button can do breath work right but that's true anyone but also particularly i think because of the pandemic the pandemic has uh, made us confront ourselves and our own mortality in so many ways once we realize that we are mortal, we realize that we don't have the gift of 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Who knows when our time is going to come? And if it if that's a certainty, then you need to spend every day like it's your last and embark on those projects that you've been maybe procrastinating, delaying for, for the longest time. Why have you been delaying it? Maybe because you feel that you don't have that entrepreneurial self. Maybe you don't have that confident self. Maybe you don't have that... Self that is going to go out there and you know do live streams or maybe start a podcast or maybe write a book, and if that is within you, then you deserve this workshop and to invest thirty five dollars to see what this is all about, because you know the post pandemic world is going to be a, a different world. We're not going to come back to the old normal. we're going to rise to the new normal, and in my opinion, the new normal is somebody or comprises of people who are very entrepreneurial and are open to failure, rejection, because the gift is always one step away of success, of being able to support your family, of being able to actualize your vision, your goals. Would you Would you agree, Brigitte?
1: I love this. And, and thanks for bringing that up. I The pandemic, one of the jewels is that because everything stood still and for those that were healthy enough to come out healthy or strong and however it is they are, you don't have to accept the old way. Now is the time, especially before we're fully formed in our new normal. Maybe you don't want what you had. I give you permission to, to allow that to be, but what do you want and how do you empower those parts? And the thing about the final eighth and the goals, just what you were saying, there's no permission slips here. You have to give yourself permission, which is part of our workshop. What parts are you giving yourself once in an epic time we're happening to live in? And that's right, because of the pandemic in particular, I really want to empower people. If you didn't like something before, do everything in your power to make sure you don't go back to that. Now is the time to say, All right. Let me go for this dream and, and, and the world needs your dream. That might be a cliche, but it's true. And now there's more space in the uncertainty for when you are certain, like through our workshop to say, okay, the uncertainty may be going like this, but I have a new rowboat idea. So actually this is perfect. So thank you for that. This is the time because it's motivating and not because I'm, um, It's almost like a success issue. People often think you take these workshops because you have failures to deal with. More and more, I'm realizing a lot of this is because you're coming up about problems that success is bringing up. And no one expects success, like with the lottery winners, well, I got the money, so why am I having things that I have to deal with? Why are there obstacles? I've got the money. And the same with success. It's like, no, because you want to be more than you are now and you want to give your gift to this world that's desperate for it. $35 just seems like, of course. And we'll make a wait list, obviously, because I do think we'll sell out. So, um, but jump on it because it is first come first serve.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And also, last time we did this workshop, we had a like a couple of people after the workshop ended wanted to do it. Uh, But the thing is, especially because we are exploring these different transformational topics right now, we want to do it only live. We can give replays to people who attended this live, but because of the powerful nature of these topics, um, like voice dialogue and uh, breath work, we prefer for it to be an intimate audience. So we're aiming for about 35 to 40 people. I think that would be a nice right size where everyone gets their attention and their questions Um, answered as well so Brigitte what can a person expect after the workshop ends how are they going to feel how are they going to be thinking what are the outlook going to be like
1: so after the workshop obviously they're going to feel motivated and open and we'll make sure to have people have assignments to stay connected so the idea is to leave with a plan of action what how are you going to induct the selves that you want to induct. And um, in terms of the final eighth and voice dialogue, we have always the third Thursday, third, Thursdays at eight. And um, there's, so, so I just, there's way, we're going to have a final eighth private group, which AJ would love to have you be a part of. That would be one. And I know you have community. I think community is so important otherwise it's like energy it's entropy right so your inner critic might want to say well you took that workshop and now you're not doing it you're a loser don't listen to the inner critic in that case the inner critic cares that you continue and it's using of um, insulting you which we don't want and i'll get into that in the workshop how the inner critic you can take its noble purpose which is to help you be more in the world but you you don't let it insult you but it's it's like entropy, if we don't continue the energy through community, it'll just, it'll naturally stall. And again, I am saying that's not, you're in a critical, have you believe it's because you're a failure somehow. It's not true, but if you fail to stay connected, you can expect that it'll dwindle the energy.
3: Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have like a pop-up group, a WhatsApp group uh, for all the attendees. We're gonna be really connecting prior to the workshop date. Uh, The date is on June 20th at 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Towards the end, uh, from my standpoint, you're going to feel really blissed out, stress-released, relaxation all across the body, reduced heart rate, lowered blood pressure, being able to connect with your intuitive self, your higher self. You'll be able to awaken dormant parts of your brain and experience true oneness. And so there's this thing called default mode network that we have in our brains. These are parts of our brains that sort of give us our sense of self. Uh, You can call it ego or identity. And that default mode network, if it's active, especially if it's active during the afternoon times, it's always comparing yourself to the past to the future. It's comparing yourself to other people in your community, that person is successful, whatever. So it's always comparing yourself. And that's not a good state to be in. Uh, but through breath work and the workshop that we're going to do, this default mode network is going to be calm. And once that is calm, then you transcend and you realize that you're so much connected with the world around you. You don't look at the person as an adversary, but you look at people as your co Collaborators, your friends, and uh, that's a great state to be in. So that's what you're going to expect. Um, see if this works for you, if this speaks to you. If you have any questions, obviously you can add a comment below and we're going to answer those questions. Um, yeah, but the link is my seven is a word, my seven chakras.com forward slash identity. My seven chakras.com forward slash identity. We'll have the link up in the show notes as well. So, Brigitte, any parting pieces of wisdom or information
1: just come on down bring yourselves all selves welcome and we look forward to the adventure this is an adventure (laughs) so bring those fun loving selves as well
3: and if you are attending bring your crystals bring a blanket because you might feel a little bit cold while you're doing the breathwork crystals bring a cushion anything that you feel will enhance the ambience and the quality of your experience. But other than that, I hope you have a good day. and We'll talk soon. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to
2: My 7 Chakras at my sevenchakras.com. is My S-E-V-E-N Chakras.com.